1: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com?
0: TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
1: I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg
0: DeMarco Show. ...best in all his future endeavors. (laughs)
1: You're welcome. Here comes the big dog.
2: What is up and welcome to another edition of the Baby Face Heel Podcast. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning for you. Of course, it's Tuesday night when we record this. Still beautiful, though. Hit 80 degrees today in in here, in here in the beautiful city of Phoenix, Arizona. So excited about that and, and spent some time outside and, and just really uh, loved loved all of that, but like I said, this is the Babyface Heel Podcast because there's two sides to every storyline. Of course, I, Greg DeMarco and the heel, Patrick O'Dowd is the babyface, and Miranda Morales is back where she belongs, stuck in the middle, forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, free to choose sides as she wishes or not. She decides as she wishes. Of course, the Babyface Heel podcast is part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can hear with us at thechairshot.com.
0: Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
2: Head on over to thechairshot.com for wrestling reviews, opinions, analysis, and so much more. It's sports. It's entertainment and its sports entertainment, all available to you at thechairshot.com. Follow along with the chair shot. Head on over to at chairshot media on all of your forms of social media. that's Facebook. Twitter and Instagram to follow along with the Chairshot.com. This show is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, and all of the shows in the Chair shot Radio Network are streaming everywhere: iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, even YouTube, and so many more. So go out there, whatever your favorite uh, podcast supplier is, like subscribe to the shows and leave us a five-star review. Tell a friend if you like the show, let him know. If you don't like the show, tell him anyway. Let him listen and let them find out for yourself. Of course, I'm Greg DeMarco. You can follow me on all of your forms of social media at ChairShot. Greg, I don't do this alone because that wouldn't be any fun. I've already kind of spoiled that for you. I told you about the heel and, and the baby face and being stuck in the middle. The babyface himself, he's been here since day one-ish, coming up on a decade You can follow him on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. It is the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd.
3: Hey, man. How's it going?
2: Good. I mean, it's like we didn't just record a 20-minute version of Chair Shot Radio right before this. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, it's funny you mentioned it. I I had a question for you after listening to your
2: Tuesday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Uh Uh-huh.
3: What's Ra- um, not Randy? What is uh, Roman Reigns' finisher these days?
2: He still uses the spear, but he now also uses the guillotine as his submission finisher.
3: the The, the guillotine, guillotine, guillotine. You, whatever you mean, the guillotine. Whatever the way the the way the civilized folk pronounce it, uh, wow. as in everyone. It's the no guillotine. guillotine. It's a okay. word.
2: Hey, what month are we in, Patrick?
3: What February? What? February,
2: February. I'm oh, sorry. Yep. I, I got mad at Tony when he did that to you. So, and now yeah, here I, was you like, are I was like, you know, guillotining no, I, I, I'm fine.
3: Just, just own. You don't know how to pronounce the word guillotine and we'll move oh, on. It's oh. cool.
2: It doesn't bother me whatsoever. Trust me. I'm, I'm good with it. So yes, it is a guillotine. I'm going to re. I bet both pronunciations are accepted. I bet they are. Oh, I'm sure. I'm not going to look it up. At least not right now. You might get a text from me tomorrow. With a screenshot or something. Who knows? I probably I I have a crazy day tomorrow. I probably won't remember that for tomorrow. So anyway, if you want that, plus tweets about baseball and hockey, follow Patrick O'Dowd on Twitter at WrestleRealist. W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can also follow The Woman Who's Stuck in the Middle. You can find her on Instagram at the hashtag Miranda because she's not on Twitter. She is a Twitterless heroine. She is the queen of soft style. Ring announcer to the stars and so many more nicknames, many of which I coined. It is the host of the hashtag Miranda Show, Miranda Morales.
4: Welcome, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for uh, having me on. As always, <laughs> I'm like, why? Yeah, you act like you're a guest. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, no. I just, I, I'm back in my old seat, so it's taken yeah. a second to get back in. I, I was in Patrick's seat last week, and you, you were, know, felt kind of good.
2: You were the baby face, and, and Derek Montilla, uh, not Derek Montilla, Patrick. He was the uh, he was he was the baby. He was the, the tweener, the middle.
4: Yeah, right he's he was in between
2: her. He was in between her. But is, it's uh,
4: almost like my good luck seat because I correctly predicted the entire Royal Rumble. So you no, know,
2: it's like you couldn't even wait. Fine, whatever here
4: now. All right. Thank you, thank you very much.
2: So, yes, if you so, could just um, do us all, I, yeah, go ahead, Patrick.
4: Um,
3: when did this like prediction rundown thing happen? What do you mean? Like, when did Miranda correctly? It was this last week's show. Last week's I didn't show. listen, yeah. to last week's show. Did you? Last week, did show. you actually
2: do the show?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did.
2: We just talked about we, we had Derek Darren on. Derek he just said, tried to steal your seat, like all those things.
4: Well, he always tries to
3: steal my seat. Steve, that's, that's nothing new. Like every time he's, you know, both times he's been on well, the show, this is he the first time he's been on the show but, in
2: three years. It's not going to like suddenly come up again. He tried to steal your seat last oh, week. Oh, I'm
3: not, I'm not concerned about my position. My, my question was because I didn't listen to the show because my, I have, I had a life last week. I have a life this Aww. week too. Uh, I just was, I was hoping that perhaps you did the prediction show. During Miranda's Aw, show, party. and then I was going to question why you let her Bogart your show for Mr. Perfect Music.
2: But if if we did it during the show. It man, was during yeah, the yes. show. So Miranda was this show. What is the secret to your success? Luck.
4: I know. I mean. Good I fortune. S- Just go with
2: your Had I not forced you to pick baby faces for both Royal Rumbles, would you have still picked the two people? That you picked?
4: I don't. I don't see how that's relevant to this conversation at this point. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> now I don't feel like that's irrelevant. relevant point of it. Out.
1: It's now. not relevant. I picked please. them
4: because I could have picked anybody. Please. I could have picked, picked any other baby faces. But I didn't.
2: You are correct. <laughs> All right. So that is the lay of the land. Here we're going to talk some fun stuff today on the Babyface Heel podcast, but. Uh, Miranda, you requested one bit of sound already, but I have a feeling you you uh you might need to request another one.
4: Yes. Took a second. I was I was still I was still glowing, oh, you boy. know, basking and being correct because that that's a weird oh for me. Oh my god. Okay, hey, comfortable. Hey. Jeez. Gosh. Wow. One week off, and he's girl, oh man, oh, grr, I'll, get I'll, off my I'll, lawn. These kids these uh, I'm, days. I'm
3: surly surly. It's fine. Well, can I just wind it up? Can I just wind it up?
4: Wind it up! It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot and purchase your very own Chair shot t-shirt today and with a special discount code available through Thursday at noon. You can save 20% off your order using the code, thank you. And that's a thank you, thank you to the fans. Thank you to being a wrestling fan and thank you to listening and supporting thechairshot.com. That means that you can order any of the t-shirts available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot in any color or style that you want and you get to save some dollars, some coins during that order so make sure you check it out uh lots of different designs colors uh and of course styles you can order it in soft style and save money so make sure you go to pro wrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot there you can find multiple always use your head t-shirts the og chair shot logo the unofficial official t-shirt of patrick O'Dowd hashtag save tag team wrestling the queen of soft style t-shirt and of course everybody hates Greg. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Don't forget to use the code thank you through Thursday. You save 20% off on your entire order. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot.
2: This is just us basking in your glory of your Royal Rumble picks. This is Thank you. how amazing Thank you. you did and all the, the the glory you deserve. That's all I wanted to talk about, right?
4: That's right. the whole show, actually. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for that most to be definitely our topic.
2: Not the whole show. In fact, I'm going go to go commercial.
1: Promotional consideration paid for by the
2: following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, so today, i us just jump in here. Ever since Randy Orton set The Fiend or a fireproof dummy of the Fiend, on fire, the storyline development in their feud has been carried out by Alexa Bliss. We saw transformations for Alexa Bliss last week. During her match with Asuka, she tried to transform into Fiend Alexa in the Royal Rumble, but Rhea Ripley stopped that by eliminating her. And this Monday on Raw, Alexa magically appeared on top of the ring post during Randy Orton's match against Edge as Fiend Alexa. And during her own match against Nikki Cross, she transformed once again it was going from playtime Alexa to original Alexa, and then back again. Uh, so, question for you guys is, is: What do you think of the current Alexa Bliss character? How it fits in with sports entertainment slash wrestling, and along with the Bray Wyatt fiend character and his storylines? Patrick O'Dowd as the babyface. We'll start with you.
3: I would like to answer that question with a question. Oh, jeez! How Can does, does this Alexa? How does this Alexa Bliss storyline? not fit into pro wrestling. Like this is totally pro wrestling facts. This is, this is the great Kabuki shit from back in the early eighties to Kane setting things on fire to the undertaker being buried alive and lightning strike in the, the grave. I ran out of breath. My God, this is totally excellent for an empty arena show where they can record it ahead of time and do special effects and, you know, have cuts like I cut. Okay. Now change costume change. I think it gets a little more challenging when there's people around, but hell for, for this. And I love it for Alexa. I love that. She's getting to play this just menagerie of, of weird characters, whether it's the fiend Alexa, whether it's playtime Alexa, as you called her to, to even getting to see old, old Alexa, "Quote unquote old Alexa back again. I love it. I love it. You, you know, give give me more until there's a live audience, and then I'll be interested to see how you make that happen. And may, I mean, maybe David Copperfield shows up and like starts zapping her in and out. And for kids, for those of you who don't know, David Copperfield is a magician who was really popular in the '90s. That I really wanted to make Greg go and see when we hung out in Vegas <laughs> about a year ago,
2: but he wasn't running when he wasn't Greg running, and I were yeah. there. He wasn't running. Um. I know it's, um, you, you, talking about David, you explaining David Copperfield to everybody is like us explaining NXT to you. So that's super exciting wrestling show. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, she's great at it. First of all, like Alexa bliss, I'll go back to it when she was drafted out of NXT. Um, so I think SmackDown originally and, and bounced around. She just, I mean, who knew she was going to break out? Like she barely did anything. In NXT. she was a manager and not even, I mean, she was the, probably the best part of Blake and Murphy, but it was, I mean, she just has exploded and she's a five time women's champion at this point. And this is, is, is what she wants to do. I think she always wanted to be a sports entertainer, not a professor. She didn't come at this from the Indies or anything else. This is what she wants to do. And yeah, it fits in perfectly with the fiend. She has carried this storyline. Um, I kind of wondered how they were going to get out of, so because Fiend Alexa, you know, is just like the Fiend. Like you can't hurt Fiend Alexa. I mean, no, there was nothing Oscar could do to hurt Fiend Alexa last week on Raw, and that, of course, pissed off the internet fanboys because you know Alexa is the almighty, or Oscar is the almighty Oscar, and we can't have Alexa no selling her offense, even though it's superhuman and supernatural Alexa. But then Randy Orton hits the RKO and she doesn't get up. So, but we ended the show at that point. Um, a side note: Randy Orton's face healed fast. Like maybe Alexa <laughs> yeah, used some healing powers on his face because man, that thing healed fast.
3: It was a very intense skincare routine with with essential oils and specialist a,
4: uh, a lot of a lot
3: of eucalyptus and some aloe, just
2: or makeup or makeup too. It's, it was it was makeup that made Randy Orton look like Randy Orton at the Royal Rumble, or it was makeup that made him look all burned and shit. Who knows? But it was uh just no, a see, next recovery. week
3: Randy's gonna pull a mask off and reveal a lizard face.
4: Ah oh, I want
2: I want Randy to pull play a with mask. Me like that. Don't I play want Randy emotions. to pull a mask off and reveal Luchasaurus next week. That's what I want to have happen. Mm, oh, God.
3: No, please don't
2: Luchasaurus okay. could be a big ass star if he just didn't have a stupid mask on. Miranda thoughts on Alexa bliss and all the different Alexa blisses that we get to see.
4: Yes. So this, I'm actually a fan of this iteration of Alexa bliss. I have not always been the biggest fan of Alexa, especially when she was the host of WrestleMania at that time, I felt like we were getting an Alexa bliss overload and I could not, to me, I think just, you know, and, and she plays a a good heel and, As far as her original, you know, kind of catty and manipulative um, uh, heel, um, this is definitely in its own level. I feel like she's been a very great actress like she's been able to play this role um, very very well she's had great facial expressions great timing uh, great uh you know dynamics with her voice and I have liked how it's almost like Bray white is almost through her like a possession um, that he doesn't you know exist in a physical form now but he exists through Alexa and is almost as playful almost reminds me a little bit of just like what a a a ghost horror movie would be or a thriller very much of that type of entertainment so uh i do feel like you know they could easily go off the deep end with this though you know i feel like this could be a turning point with all of the iterations of her that we got this week um they have to be careful to not like go overboard with it because i feel like it, it will lose people's attentions or people just won't know what the hell is going on and and I think it, it could make fans get disinterested. So I think that you know, um, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe getting some more behind the scenes or more um, a, a storytelling of you know, do we really see the fiend coming back soon, or uh, what is this all about? I I think just a little bit more continuity would help, or just being mindful. You don't want to do this maybe all all the time, but you know, do it within within entertainment wwe reasoning but i i like this for alexa bliss i mean to me this is my favorite iteration of her and she does it really really well i mean for most of the things that they try and pull off people don't have the acting skills for it but she does and i think it suited her very well and we see it in the ring um but also in the promo work is fantastic
1: that title sure does cover up those beautiful abs of yours i'll make you a deal you show me your abs and I'll show you. Bye. Ooh! Oh, go, go away, Leo! Go
0: away!
4: So
2: I just love that for Corey Graves yelling at Leo Rush, telling him to go away. But you brought up a good point that I want to—I'm going to say for a second. But yeah, it, it, she's she's an actress first and a wrestler second. And I think a lot of people have had a problem with that with Alexa Bliss because she kind of harkened back to how they hired some of their old talent back in the day, like Tori, because we couldn't travel. Trish Stratus to the Royal Rumble. Wilson. This past Sunday night. So there's a lot of of that that people would complain about. But Alexa has a heavy athletic background and and fully trained to be a wrestler and all that stuff. You brought up something that that was, you brought up her voice. And that's why I actually played that soundbite was because they do a great job of using her voice. They do a great job of using everybody's voice. Miranda knows this. One of my biggest complaints about independent wrestling is no one ever tests the microphone before a show and so then people either have to yell or they're too loud or who knows what like like they just the, the quality of a voice and sound and whatever is so important in a live event and and of course it translates to television for WWE and anybody else on television it makes a huge difference and Alexa's voice is so well used within this character and i think that's an underrated element of of this character. So that's a great shout out by Miranda Morales. I'm going to bring it back around to Patrick O'Dowd. It's something that, that you both have mentioned briefly. And I wanted to to get your opinion on. WrestleMania is going to take place. In a football stadium. With 22,000 people plus. And unless her match is cinematic. We can't do that. So now what?
3: Her match is cinematic. And we do that. <laughs>
2: Does she even have it? Like, like <laughs> I've been saying all along, we were going to get Alexa versus Charlotte for the women's championship, and and maybe Oscar can get in there as a triple threat. But do we just have Alexa get involved with Bray and the Fiend, and what's probably going to, or, or Randy Orton and the Fiend, and what's probably going to be a cinematic match for those guys? I don't know.
3: I mean, it's going to disappoint. It'll disappoint her fans who want to see her wrestle. But I think that that the story they're telling right now and. April's still a ways away But the story they're telling right now Yeah that's kind of what it looks like And, and I don't have a problem with that I guess to, to just throw that out there Like I'm enjoying the character and the role she's playing um, And I'm enjoying the story So it works for me uh, And so I don't, I think this is a finite thing though to, to Miranda's point Like I don't think that this is Alexa From here on out forever and ever and ever That's just not wrestling
2: So how do you snap her out of it, Miranda? Like, how do you eventually not have this Alexa?
4: I mean, I think that ultimately comes with a break between her and the Fiend. And I don't know if that's someone else trying to come in, like a Nikki Cross trying to break it like she did before, or Bray White essentially saying, "I, I don't need you anymore. I've used you for what I needed you to be my vessel uh, or, you know, possession, uh, and, and not like a physical position, but like, you know, spiritual possession, like someone possessed. And, and then that leaves. And then she goes back to, you know, being Alexa, maybe, you know, maybe not being exactly back to Alexa. Cause I would hope that they would see or, or have that continuity of like, I don't, you know, she can't be the same after she'd been, uh, entranced by the fiend for so long, but, Um, uh, those are the two ways I see it. Someone trying to come in and and snap her out of it or the fiend saying, uh, thanks, but your job here is done. I'm done with you and I'm back to, you know, being the fiend and, and he doesn't need her to carry out what he needs to do.
2: I mean, from a storyline perspective, she should probably go back to the Alexa that she was when she first debuted as a heel on the roster, because that's what Bray has done to everybody. Like that Bray tucked, you know, turned the Miz back into the A-lister and and Bray, you know, turned Braun Strowman into a maniacal monster again. And Bray or the Fiend, you know, I'm not quite sure what he's done to Randy Orton except bringing back the whole Apex Predator Viper thing. But that's still going on, so we don't know. Um, he even make Daniel Bryan back into to, to the Yes Man again. Like everybody who comes into contact with Bray, he drove Seth Rollins nuts and he became, he went back to being... Uh, a heel. And of course, eventually became the Messiah. Like everybody who gets involved with Bray Wyatt, he goes back, even Finn Balor went back to NXT like yeah. after, after his deal with Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt. So it's, he always transforms everybody. The thing about Alexa is she continues to transform and her opponents don't. So she doesn't have that same effect. So I do think that she's not a fiend per se. It's just because of the whole Bray Wyatt involvement. It's, it's, it's crazy. It'll be interesting with WrestleMania. And I think with WrestleMania in general, if you go cinematic, your cinematic matches almost have to somehow end in the arena. Otherwise, if, if the fans in the stadium get to see nothing, I mean, they'll see it on a screen. But if they don't get to see the people in person at all, like, I don't know how that's going to be received. Obviously, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. It's going to be very interesting. But... um it's going to be a balance between that cinematic and and the ring that you're going to have to have to keep the live audience happy at, at WrestleMania. So, um, but this Alexa bliss has definitely been, been very, uh, very interesting to see. I love the way they've done it on television, like the music hits and then you go right back and all of a sudden it's a different Alexa there. Like, even though we know what's going on, it still seems believable in, in a suspension of disbelief sort of way. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and props to them for doing it. Um, I haven't seen a ton of hatred for it. Maybe maybe I'm just blind because I haven't been on Twitter that much, but I feel like I'm not seeing a ton of hatred for it.
4: No. I, th- I think there's a really – even before, there was a pretty uh, dedicated fan base for Alexa Bliss. And for, I, I think personally, unless it's just you are not a fan of horror or mystery or those type of things, uh, for me, it's converted me to like Alexa Bliss uh, more. And I feel like maybe there are fans who are like me who maybe – didn't like her so much and now do. And then you have her kind of diehard fan base that really does, who who still loves anything that she does regardless. Um, But I I do think because it's something different and unique, um, fans are also giving it the benefit of the doubt. Uh, You know, in the one way or some of the ways that fans complain about WWE not trying different things and doing the same old, same old, this is one of the more unique things that they're trying that fans are saying, that's it. Like, that's what I want. So I, I can agree, though I'm not on Twitter, so very limited um, uh, insight here. I do think overall it's being pretty well received from fans.
2: As long as Alexa Bliss doesn't hit that motherfucker with a golf cart, we'll be fine. Because if she does that, right. Twitter's going to explode oh my again. Oh God. Just because, you know, uh, because Matt Hardy did it to Sammy Guevara, not as if anyone's ever done it before, including... Kane at WrestleMania 17, a show Matt Hardy wrestled on and, and seemingly forgot about. So, um, yeah. Well, it,
3: it's, nobody it's, it's, in the history of ever z- also ever jumped through things. That was another thing I saw after the world.
2: <laughs> <Rumble>. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause Kevin Owens jumped through the windshield. Look, that was the best mm-hmm. golf cart spot I've ever seen. I don't care what anybody says.
3: No, so. no. Not just the golf cart so, spot. Somebody put the, uh, the forklift spot and was like, Trying, trying to run with a the, they ripped off AEW thing from that Matt Hardy. Mm. Um, the
2: forklift was the of mankind in the empty arena match. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that match had so many throwbacks to other things that have happened in wrestling over time. I was just right. wondering how the heck there's another random ring in the Tropicana Field backstage. Like, that's what got me. Like, it, it's just randomly there, and, and I know why it's there, but it's like there's a whole ring there. Like, they never got into that ring. I really wish they had, but. Yeah, it was, the the, the reaction to that is just utterly stupid. I I just can't, I just can't with that that stupid reaction, so. um, Right. So it sounds like everybody's in on this Alexa Bliss iteration, Uh, and I think that's a good thing, and I think it's something that people are just going to have to deal with if they don't like it, because if you don't like it, well, uh, too bad, because they're going to keep doing it, and we like it, so you're wrong. right, so the Babyface Heel of the Week is our time to take a look at one of wrestling's famous or infamous personalities from yesterday or today and decide how they were better as a babyface or as a heel. And this week's Babyface Heel of the Week is none other than WWE Champion Drew McIntyre. Now, Patrick's going to go first, and in in the effort of transparency, Patrick O'Dowd and I just recorded a 25-minute-long edition of Chair Shot Radio or I revealed that I don't think Drew's the guy and I don't think I think Drew is a guy and not the guy based on the 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 fanboy promo that he just cut during raw on Monday and and um, and so I just want to throw that out there if you haven't listened to chair shot radio please go listen to that the Wednesday morning edition of chair shot radio and the shocking revelation that to me Drew McIntyre is just a guy but that's not the question the question here is if Drew is better as a babyface or as a heel and we'll start with patrick O'Dowd.
3: i mean i'm not gonna lie I feel, I feel a little set up after after doing chair shot radio um so uh this is the baby face heel part and on the baby face so i will defend the baby face you Drew don't have McEntire. to remember
2: it, this this actual iteration you can just pick because because this is the baby face heel podcast where we make a baby face heel decision so you don't have to go baby face down, just because you're the baby face
3: I, I get you. Um, it's. I, I actually think I prefer I, I, now that you've given me that leeway. I prefer Drew McIntyre when he's been a heel. Um, the thing that's challenging is that during this current run, back with the company, he hasn't really been that that heel that he was before, uh, when he was, you know, sort of the chosen one and was an asshole. At, le- at least he was. And this is going to stem back to what we talked about on Chair Shot Radio. At least he had an edge. At least he had something to him. At least he and, you know, Greg, you kind of swayed me this morning since, you know, these are both dropping on Wednesdays. Uh, you swayed me this morning when when you're sitting there looking at, at a promo like I'm just happy to be here. And even Edge is coming out and saying, what happened to you, man? Uh, he's He's had that one solid, you know, sort of, piece of a feud with Randy Orton but outside of that like he's he's been a little too white meat and a little kind of boring uh the more and more I think about it so there's he's got he needs something to be more compelling as a face for me to then say he's a better face than a heel and I think right now what I've seen is that he's he's better when he's a big dude who can kick your head off and and be the bad guy about it and that's not this guy right now
2: all right, so a vote for the heel side for Patrick O'Dowd, Miranda.
4: This one's a little hard uh, because, uh, really, my my more m- recent memories of, of Drewer, you know, him coming back to the WWE after leaving for quite some time, and even what he did before then wasn't really that memorable. I'm trying to go back and recall. I think well, right before he left the WWE the first time, he was in three mb and that you know wasn't really it, it at moments, it had its, its heel moments, but it was just more stupid than babyface or heel. So, um, I do feel like this current span of Drew as the the WWE champion and um, everything from you know last Royal Rumble to now, I think has been his his best work, and that has been as a as a babyface. Um, and so, I'm a little bit more inclined to to go through the baby face route, but I do have to uh, agree as far as what Patrick mentioned that there could be more. Um, there, there, there has to be an edge to it. I feel like that's a a huge misstep with a lot of baby faces right now. It's, you know, all this about respect and admiration and, you know, have like it, it, at the end of the day, I think you still have to, you can be cocky, and still be a baby face. You can still have confidence in yourself and your abilities and kind of be a little bit of an asshole and still be a, a you know quote unquote baby face. And so I feel like that would greatly benefit drew and his role now, but even just thinking about what he did prior to that and kind of, you know, his, some of his heel work and partnering with, with Dolph, it, it just didn't click with me and, and that maybe that was part of the hindrance, but um, you know, I, I do think I prefer at this time, drew. His, his baby face work.
2: So we talked about this, obviously on chair shot radio, as we mentioned, and Patrick O'Dowd made a great analogy where he compared Drew McIntyre to sting. And cause sting sometimes didn't have a backbone sting. Sometimes didn't have that, that little bit that he needed to really get over the hump. Uh, I've talked before, if sting were a man, he would have won at WrestleMania 31. He, when, when they said, triple H was going over, he'd have been like, no way that's not happening. I didn't come here to lose. And, and they would have changed the finish had sting stood his ground um, And with your stories about it today, we don't now sting is old man is, is, you know, Darby Allen's weird uncle in AEW. So <laughs> that's, and I hope drew McIntyre doesn't have to become somebody's weird uncle in AEW someday because he's not standing his ground. I to kind of play on both, both, I would love to see drew McIntyre as the cocky baby face. And, and we've only seen a little bit of it. Like, like you guys said, in the Randy Orton feud, Because I'm not seeing that, I have to go heel on this because I think that's the best chance that we can get to see this version of Drew McIntyre. My fear is that the version of Drew McIntyre that we just saw on Monday's Raw is who he really is. And and the best characters are when you turn yourself up to 11. And they have some element to you. Like, I don't think The Fiend is real-life Bray Wyatt turned to 11, but I think he's got that horror love in him, and, and that's where a lot of this comes from. Um, with with Drew, it's just like I think he's that guy. I think he's that that I'm gonna play it again. I played it in Cherish. Shot. I'll play it again. This is who I worry that Drew McIntyre really is.
1: This is no ordinary episode of Raw. We're taking it up a notch tonight because we are officially on the road. To WrestleMania.
2: During that pause, by the way, he points to the sign. Of course,
1: it started last night. How freaking awesome was the Royal Rumble? I'll start with myself and Goldberg. We both went to war with each other. We beat the crap out of each other. I earned his respect, and he sure as hell earned mine. Thank you. Up and down the card. My goodness, the women's tag title match, incredible. Sasha Carmella knocked it out of the park. My old buddy, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, last man standing, physical as hell. Women's Royal Rumble match, Bianca Belair solidified herself as the future. And she's going to be awesome inside this ring and outside it. What a performer. And then...
2: I just wanted to cut that off. I mean, he sounds like a fanboy. Like I said, do not you? I don't need Drew to tell me all this stuff. I need the commentary team to tell me all this stuff. Like when Wade Barrett retires, Drew can go do commentary in NXT and do all this. That'll be just fine. But I just, I, I, I don't want to see this from Drew. I want that cocky attitude from Drew McIntyre. And my fear is I can't get it as a babyface. And that's why I am picking. Uh, the, for the babyface heel decision for Drew McIntyre, that he should be a heel. And that means the answer, I think, for the first time ever is because is Shawn Michaels, I think we went babyface. Johnny Gargano, all three of us went babyface last week. And this week with Drew McIntyre at a vote of two to one, we have gone heel for what Drew McIntyre should be. So there you go. The verdict on Drew McIntyre, babyface or heel? He should be a heel
1: gentlemen you have 3 minutes and you better make it good. We got 3 minutes we here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. we got 3 minutes we here we got
2: 3 minutes we are Today's 3 minute warning, it's going to be longer than 3 minutes, but that's okay. We're doing amazing on time as as that's the one one thing that's really changed since we switched formats. The, the time is just so good on this show right now. Royal Rumble, of course, took place this past Sunday night, and and now we've had an episode of Raw in the books. We won't have SmackDown until this Friday. I really just want to know what everybody thought of the Royal Rumble, and just, are you happy with the Royal Rumble outcomes? And we'll start with Miranda Morales. Uh,
4: Yes, not only because I predicted the whole show correctly, but I think that this, this was going to be an experiment. It was the first Royal Rumble without a live audience there. And that is truly... I mean, we thought we were going to have an experiment with WrestleMania. The live crowd at a Royal Rumble is is a complete element of the entire show. So knowing how that was going to turn out, it didn't feel long or dragged out, um, even though both Rumble matches were fairly long you know, usually they stack these cards higher and higher with, with tons of matches and it felt like everything was a little bit more intentional and purposeful. And so it didn't, it felt like you could just be engaged the entire time and you weren't drained afterward. Um, I think that there was some really great moments, um, whether it was, you know, some of the people coming back and, uh, you know, the, the one-offs and and even just moments and matches uh, where you felt like they were really telling stories exceptionally exceptionally well that to me it just felt like overall very cohesive easy to watch like I wasn't drained I wasn't pissed I wasn't like what the hell is this it was something that you know I just kind of nodded my head throughout the whole time like yeah I like this I dig it I'm I'm with this i'm happy you know like very content and so um and for me because i'm very storyline driven fan um i i really appreciated this show so i think under the circumstances uh with with no live fans and uh all the challenges they had to face i thought it was really well executed
2: patrick
3: well, i totally understood that question to me and how did you feel about the results of the two royal rumble matches you can go that way too. Um,
2: that that's either way is yeah. fine it's your time
3: so yeah i i mean i enjoyed the show top to bottom i thought it was good uh outside of the piped chance um uh, i was okay with the piped countdown but for some reason i didn't need piped in this is awesome uh, i just didn't it, it just didn't work to me it, it felt not organic well, so the matches organic, themselves so though <laughs> I, mean, I know that was the point that's the joke um the matches themselves, i it's funny because I, I think Greg, if I'm not mistaken, you were a little like you liked the men's rumble a little bit better than the women's. Um, and yeah. I was kind of the opposite for whatever reason. Like I and maybe it's just that the finish stuck with me. Like the future is now sort of finish with Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair in there and Charlotte, you know, being in there in that final three and, and I think maybe you said it on Chairshot Radio about you know they could have had Bianca eliminate Charlotte last, but they didn't have to. Um, I really agreed with that, and I think that it was a great way um, to yeah to continue to build on some pieces and that that finish and I think a good finish to a rumble. Can, can make a rumble as good a match as anything. Like One of my favorites of all time is um, Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker for seven minutes at the end of the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble match itself, for the most part, isn't anything particularly memorable, but those seven minutes are memorable. Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair agreeing with each other on the apron that they're going to go in and finish it in the ring is memorable. That it's the two of them were there, is memorable and so i think that for me that made the match and made it my preferred of the two uh i didn't i honestly didn't see i saw edge and orton sort of wiping each other out i didn't think that they were going to be there i didn't think it was going to be at the end when when orton went away i was like oh, okay he's coming in at the end um and the, you know and the swerve for him to like you know, not win was a nice touch and, and good for edge. I have absolutely no problem with edge winning a Royal rumble with edge challenging somebody for a title and probably not winning. Um,
2: but don't but talk would, about I that. Mean, yet. We're going to, uh, the challenger thing I'm going to get to in a second. So just, stay okay.
3: Um, but but the match itself, like it was great, you know. And, and Greg, back to the women's match, like I agree with you, the promo after the match by by Bianca Belair, where she's talking, was very very good as well. And there's a beautiful, candid, quote unquote candid shot backstage of her um, as she's coming back in, and and with uh was it Montez? Is that who she's with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, Montez, like Montez. him, like congratulating her and her crying, and it's it's very very it was it was a very very beautiful thing. Uh, so yeah, I liked, uh, I liked the women's rumble better than the men's, but I was satisfied with both results.
2: I liked, I loved what you, ta- everything you talked about with the women's rumble, I agree with. I just liked the men's better. I also think the women's, I don't know if it suffered from a lack of a crowd. I, I just thought it was worse than the last two. Um, and, and that's really what I kind of worse. I think the men's was one of the better, like of the last three, I think this men's one might have been the best. Um uh, although I loved last year's men's world rumble. Don't get me wrong. The whole Brock eliminating 13 people. And then getting kicked in the nuts by Ricochet and kicked out by Drew McIntyre, all that was brilliant. But then after that it was Ho Hum. Um until it came down to Roman and, and Drew at the end. But it was really Yeah, I think some of the like okay, the Billy Kay stuff was amazing. Like that was just hilarious. And I know Miranda loved it. Um we haven't even talked about it, but I know Miranda loved it. But I I wanted that to continue longer, to be honest with you. Like that was, what was good that it's the middle portion. Like to me, how good you do a rumble is defined by the middle portion. And the middle portion of the women's was just God awful. There was a spot where Bianca threw Naomi over the top rope and then tripped her and fell the apron. And you could actually see the referee tell her, Nope, don't do that yet. And then they do some stuff and like three minutes later, you see them do it again. And it's like, they went to the spot too early or I don't know. Cause then Mickey James came in into her whole thing. And then they went to that same spot where Bianca and Naomi had to help each other back in the ring as well. There's a lot of that. women's Royal a match with people agreeing to help each other back in the ring. Um, the men's, I just like it, the difference is marginal to me. I like I just like the men's a little bit more. Um, very little bit that I would change. I think I would have had Seth Rollins come out at number thirty instead of Braun Strowman, just to give thirty something. Since we already stuck with Natalya at thirty in the Women's Royal Rumble match. Because um, I mean, who cares? But it, it was it, it was really good. Uh, yeah, Edge and Orton. Like once Orton was taken away, you kind of knew where that was going. Christian was a great surprise having Edge and Christian in the Rumble together. I think that helped me as well. Um, the Hurricane was there for the Carlito's abs. Carlito. Is, I mean, I hope he sticks around.
4: Yeah, he's doing the best great. Round.
3: I've never seen him
2: in. I'm yeah. telling you, I it's, want it's
4: great to see how how these, you know, not legends, but just these returners coming in looking fantastic. I fantastic, would fantastic better see, than they did. I'd love to see know, the Car- first I'd around. love
2: to see Carlito and John Cena at WrestleMania. I would. I'd be hundred percent on board of throwing it back to that now. Cena recently said he's not gonna be at WrestleMania. I don't know if that's a swerve for one. At this point, you can give me Carlito and Christian. I'll be fine with it. Like, I think it'd be fun as an undercard match at WrestleMania. I don't care that they're taking somebody's spot away, whatever. I, I don't care. Um, it's, it's my playlist. You can't have it, okay. but I really think that, that, that all, yeah, I really I enjoyed the card as a whole. Don't get me wrong. I'm not even complaining about the finish to the last man standing match. Look, we were there at WrestleMania 26 when Jack Swagger could not unbuckle the briefcase and the fact that Paul Heyman could not get Roman Reigns out of the handcuff. Now, watch that on the network in about a month, and I bet they edit the hell out of that, and it doesn't seem like it takes so long.
3: Yeah. But. That that was the thing is there were, there were a lot of things with that little bit. I, I didn't mind the last Man Standing match. I just I thought it was – I felt like – See, I felt like it was a little slow. Like, it just – I don't know well, what it was now. about.
2: Pacing. Like Roman is Orton in terms of his pacing now. Like I did a whole mm-hmm. chair shot radio last week yeah. called the Randy Orton pace, and right—that's what Roman has done. Like the best wrestlers have that slow pace, and that was a fight. That was a knockdown, dragout fight. Yeah, sure. I was going to say. That I think just the, 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 the Thunderdome yeah,
4: that great. type of match just makes it longer. I have never seen a Last Man Standing match that didn't feel a little long.
3: It, yeah, it felt longer than the twenty whatever minutes that it was, and part of that is due to yeah, Paul yeah. Heyman struggling to open some handcuffs. And you mentioned this. You mentioned this too. You're sitting there selling the illusion of of Roman Reigns can't get to his feet, right? Because he's handcuffed to this thing, and then then he gets to his feet. Whatever he gets to his feet, and the camera catches it. Um, and he's well, he, he had to get to his feet because he had it to break he had to do it. Yeah. Right. He and had to break the count the second so time because, like I mean, he
2: could have taken out the ref again and, and right. I think that would have been a better part of the story, but who did they have another, who knows, you know, well, they called it on the fly in that well, case they had to, but yeah.
3: yeah. It, it is, and that's just, yeah, that's just live television. That's a live match that right. that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, there were, I just, I did feel like that match and I get it, Greg, you're saying pacing. I did feel like it dragged a little bit in the middle for me,
2: Nothing wrong with but
3: that. you know, everybody knew the result. It was just, how are they going to get there and how good were they going to make Kevin Owens look in the yeah. defeat? And they still succeeded at that. Kevin Owens is up there with anybody right now. So I'm
2: telling you, I want Kevin Owens versus Goldberg at WrestleMania and give Kevin Owens that win. Cause I think it would do nothing for Goldberg, but I don't care if it does anything for Goldberg. I think it would do wonderful yeah. Kevin Owens. And I think he could sell the feud on the way. And I think that a Kevin Owens match would suit Goldberg just fine. Um, and and I think that they could have some fun and I think we could all have some fun watching that couple notes. notes. Um, I, I do wish that Asuka had defended the raw women's championship at mania because then, or at the rumble, because then you would have had both men's and both women's championships defended and that puts them on another level, uh, which they should be on. And, and even if she pulled double duty since she wasn't in the rumble, I think she could have been between the last man standing match and the men's rumble. I think that would have been fine for me. Um, other note unrelated, just announced Edge will be on NXT this week, so yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're playing well, he, that. They're he
3: playing tweeted that about being that, in the area.
2: They're playing that card about where you know you can challenge for any title, which I think will be fun to see Edge out there and tease that he's going to challenge Finn Balor. Who do you want to see Edge wrestle at WrestleMania? We'll start with with uh, Miranda this time. Who do you want Edge to wrestle at WrestleMania? Drew McIntyre, Ooh. or Roman Reigns. <sighs>
4: I kind of this is kind of kind of hard because in in some ways my mind when I talked about it last week automatically jumped to Drew McIntyre, um, I think, but yeah, all of us as on the far show. as yeah, but as far as seeing what could happen in the ring and like i think some real magic could happen with roman reigns but like you said too you know roman has changed his style to be more like randy orton's and we don't need another edge and randy orton a match so uh, if there's maybe some modifications to to it and uh, and it, it doesn't Feel like it's that much of a parallel to Randy Orton, then I I would actually totally be open with uh, with Roman Reigns. I, I think it would be a pretty interesting build up, um, and also it, I, I think that there's just a, a difference in dynamic there that would be a lot more interesting than say yeah two two baby faces going at it uh, at WrestleMania.
2: And I, I mean I revealed mine on Twitter when the moment it happened. I was like, make it Edge versus. Reigns, like that's what we need to have at WrestleMania. Um, you know, book it, you cowards! And then, of course, I would say Dave Meltzer stole that for his report that that's going to be the match. But he has me blocked, so obviously he can't have stolen it from me because he wouldn't have seen it. Alvarez might have told him. Who knows? Patrick, what do you want to see Edge do at WrestleMania?
3: I, I'm with the two of you. I think that um, I, I think that a, an Edge Roman Reigns main event at WrestleMania is money. I think that it's it's uh it's a easy story to tell and be a lot of fun. The one thing I do appreciate out of Raw and that promo you hated, Greg, um, is the edge side of it. And if the story they told was Edge trying to stoke a fire in Drew McIntyre, that could be an interesting story to tell if yeah. Drew McIntyre then walks away with an edge and, and, and flips it. Maybe he becomes that heel. Or, or at least more of that tweener type, something just to give him a killer instinct as champion.
2: Right. Like I, I think that could be good. I agree. I think that could be good as well. Um, he could face edge and then leave with an edge pun, pun yep. now intended. So mm-hmm. that would be good. Um, Miranda, back to you, Bianca Belair, who do you want to see her challenge at WrestleMania?
4: Oh, at this point, it just feels like it, it has to be Sasha Banks. The, I mean, uh, like you said as far as you know I, I feel like they're remedying that with Asuka as far as getting the tag titles off of her so that they, she can just focus on being Raw Women's Champion because um, that's what she needs right now I mean there was there was already two other storylines happening um, but with with uh, Charlotte and Asuka so you know we really didn't need to have them as tag champions. And so I do feel like they're going to, you know, have her focus back on, on the raw women's side or the Raw's women's championship. But as far as almost because they're so alike in attitude, in confidence, um, and both being in NXT, um, you know, Sasha Banks and, and Bianca Belair, it, it almost, this is where like-minded or, or similar wrestlers attract. And you want to see what they can do in the ring because they are so similar. Um, And I think, I mean, it's going to be a whole lot of attitude in in this, you know, coming up and promo. I do also think not, I know some people wouldn't love it, but almost if we got this kind of reverse of, of what happened a, a few years ago with Charlotte, uh uh Charlotte Becky, and Rhonda, if there's somehow Bailey gets involved and it becomes a triple threat um and and there's more story to tell than that. I kinda have a feeling maybe that could be something that could come up um because uh of just the history already with Bianca and Bailey, and then also. Sasha and Bailey. And so and and I'm sure Bailey won't want to pass up an opportunity to to throw a wrench in Bianca's plans. So um I feel like it would just it was, it's way more fascinating for me to see her against Sasha. I just don't I'm not drawn to nor see what what it, really what's the purpose of her going after Asuka
2: Yeah, I agree with both of you. Um I I think Asuka can I, get I
4: didn't it. get to give an opinion. <laughs>
3: Miranda just talked so long that you thought I wow, spoke.
2: I really did. You're right. Like I really did. Okay. Patrick, what do you think?
3: Uh, basically what Miranda said.
2: I mean, Miranda just spoke for did everyone. It. Like, Hey, I, I just everyone. spoke for
4: everyone. All Literally everyone. Us, Literally yeah. you know,
3: everyone. It's her first perfect show. And then suddenly she just thinks she owns this place.
2: Yeah. Well, um, so anyway, I do agree with I'm both of be- you now. I officially agree with both of you. Um, so I I didn't think of the triple threat with Bailey. And I think that would be very interesting to see happen. And I think Bailey deserves it. Bailey deserves that spot. And and she deserves a a marquee match at WrestleMania. Um, I, so with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, and I said this on the Tuesday edition of chair shot radio, that match has a lot of history to it, not just between the two of them, but you could have your first time you've ever had two African American women in a major WrestleMania match. And they won't do it. I don't think they'll do it. I'd love to see that match. Main event night one of WrestleMania. For the historical significance. For everything. Even if you put Bailey in the mix. I would love to see, and I wanted to see Sasha and Bayley main event night one of WrestleMania, and then you can have Roman and Edge main event night two. Um, Then it'd be the second straight WrestleMania where Drew McIntyre does not main event at WrestleMania. But hey, we just had the second straight pay-per-view where Drew was in the opening match, and no one complained about that. So you guys will get over it. Um, Not you guys. The other, all the people that Miranda was just speaking for will get over it. But I think the historical significance would be amazing. Now they'll probably throw it somewhere in the middle of the show and, and it'll still be great. But I, I agree though. I can't see her jumping to raw. I wouldn't even tease it. I wouldn't even have her show up on her own tease it at this point. Like there's just no point to it. Just make that the thing and then spend some time building up Charlotte as Oscar's opponent. She'll probably win the elimination chamber and, uh, and, and we'll go about it that way. But that's to me what, uh, what can work or Alexa, but you know, now I'm convinced Alexa won't have a match at WrestleMania because she's got to be able to transform three times. So she'll have to do that in some other, some other capacity. Um, so yeah, so I'm with you guys. I, I think that Sasha should, should go that route and, uh, and drew and our uh, edge as well. So, that there will do things for us here on this edition of the baby face heel podcast hopefully you enjoyed what we had for you today if so please tell a friend uh as miranda told you going over to com forward slash the chair shot use that promo code thank you pick up 20% discount pick up a t-shirt and enjoy yourself be comfortable look good all of those things because hey you deserve it and and do that for yourself. Of course, you can follow the website at ChairShot Media. Go to the ChairShot.com. It's sports, it's entertainment. It's sports entertainment. Listen to all the shows here on the ChairShot Radio Network, streaming everywhere. Like, subscribe, leave us a five star review. Follow Patrick O'Dowd on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. You know what it is. It's T L N G r-e-a-l-i-s-t there's no i in wrestling but there is one in realist just like there is one in patrick and you can follow miranda on instagram and facebook but not twitter because she is the twitterless heroine at the hashtag miranda you can follow me on all of your forms of social media at chair Shot greg many of you have been asking for updates on me on on the, the the real life side i just put out a video today you can check that out and get all your updates there um, and, of course, you can always hit me up on any one of those social media platforms. A couple new people and, and things joining the website from a writing perspective, if you're interested in that, email me, gregdemarco at thechairshot.com. Would love a chance to entertain that. Otherwise, you just stay in touch, keep listening to everything that we have for you, and uh, and, and we'll continue to have lots and lots of fun together.
1: It's a to
2: for Miranda Morales and for Patrick O'Dowd, I am Greg Demarco. Reminding you to, of course, do one thing and one thing only. And that is to always use your head.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs>